Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. Oh, build your faith on the right foundation because the storms of life, they're coming for each of us. As we think about this and think about the message this morning, I want you to think about this theme of how God increases us and how God expands the capacity of our hearts and our minds, our lives and opportunities. The Hebrew word for salvation is yasha, meaning deliverance, prosperity, health, or spaciousness. Sin bounds, it binds, We're restricted, constricted by it. But the light of the gospel opens us up and gives us the capacity to live victoriously. Psalm 4.1 says, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. You have broadened. You've made wider or larger. You've made more room for me. When I was in a time of straightness, tightness, or narrowness, you broadened and expanded me. Think of this illustration, this picture here today. It's a picture with these illustrating grief. We think when we face grief, over time it gets smaller. But that's not what happens. When we face grief over time, when we look to God, we get bigger. The grief is there. The loss is there. The love is there. But we get bigger. God expands our capacity to carry that grief and to see Him, to trust Him, to bring good out of that sorrow. I want you to stand with me as we turn in God's Word this morning. And I want you to find your place in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Turn there, please. I want you to read aloud verse 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Thank you. you. May be seated. Abound more and more. That's what God wants you to do. God wants to bless your life. Think of all the opportunities He's given us. We talked about that last Sunday. Think about all the things He would have done for us if we needed Him to do for us. Think of all the things He will do for us if we will but trust Him and walk in His light. God wants to increase us. The capacity of our hearts and our minds to believe Him, to trust Him, to bear up under, to see things from His perspective as they really are, to see doors of opportunity opened unto us. That's what God is trying to do in your heart and your life and mine as well. Turn over to 1 Kings chapter 4. 1 Kings chapter 4, and I want you to follow along here because God wants us to abound more and more, number one, by understanding how He enlarges your heart. How does He do this? I want you to write down the word capacity. 
God wants to increase your capacity. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 4 in verse 29, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and what? Largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Largeness of heart. Do you see that? God gave him a greater capacity. The word largeness means to broaden a greater capacity given by God to lead, to see the vision of God for the work and for the people, and to do great exploits, to attempt greater things for God. Think about that. God gave him largeness of heart. Sometimes you're with people and and they're just small in their thinking, small in their heart. They're bound up. I don't see why we would do that. I don't see what the need is there. See, they don't see it. Their eyes, their vision is small. Their heart is constricted, restricted. Their liberality, their generosity is simply not there. Oh, I think about what God did for Solomon. This is what God wants to do for you and me. Turn with me over to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Find your place there. I want you to see this. How does God enlarge our heart? Well, the Bible says in Psalm 119 in verse 130, The entrance of thy words giveth what? Light. It giveth understanding unto the simple someone who is not open in their thinking, not broadened in their understanding, simple, not without intelligence, but without the understanding of God. That's what light does when the light comes in. Think about it. The Word of God comes in. The light comes on. The entrance of thy Word giveth the light. It opens us up is the fault. The world is living in darkness. Do you realize that? In the darkness of sin and pride and self-will, the world is kind of shutting down. They're not open-minded. They're not thinking clearly. They're not seeing things as they really are. They're kind of hard-headed and hard-hearted. That's an indication of someone who is not walking in the light because the light opens us up. The light enlarges us. The light increases us. Darkness shuts us down. We we don't have a heart for people. We don't have a heart to help. We don't have a heart to give because we're walking in darkness versus light. But when the light comes into our lives, it opens us up. And God wants us to see this. Notice what the Bible says back in verse 18. Still in this chapter, Psalm 119 and verse 18 Underline these verses here. Write the reference down, if you will. Follow along. Notice verse 18. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. See, when the word of God comes in, the light comes on, and the light opens our understanding, opens our mind. We become bigger in our minds, bigger and broader in the way we see things, but God opens our eyes. God gives us a fresh vision, a fresh understanding of who He is and what He wants and what He's trying to accomplish in our lives in this world. Look at verse 32. 
I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt what? Enlarge my heart. Broaden, make wide to make greater room or capacity for. Lord, enlarge my heart. Would you pray that prayer? Is that your heart? Give me your vision. Help me to see things as you see them. Help me to think in ways of how I can give, how I can serve, how I can help. See, Solomon had largeness of heart. He didn't say, well, hey, this is my life and my kingdom and we're going to keep to ourselves and, and we're not going to worry about anyone or anything else. No, he said, I'm, I've got a responsibility to look after so many people. How can I make things better for them? How can God broaden the blessing upon his people through my leadership here among them? What will God put in my heart to do to believe him for, to take on, to be willing to put myself out concerning even to pay the price for versus, oh no, I don't want to take that on. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to be involved in that. What will it cost? Oh, see, a heart that is opened and broadened is a heart that starts with what does God want? And what do others need? You see, God wants to increase you and me. He wants us to abound more and more in our capacity. Deuteronomy chapter 15 and verse 8 says that God's people are to open their hands to the poor. You know, if you've got an open mind because of the light of truth, you have open eyes, you have an open heart, you'll have open hands. Freely you received, freely give. You'll be glad to help people because you'll be reminded, look at how God's helped me. Look at what God has done for me. Look at how faithful and merciful God has been. See, it's a heart of love, that heart that is broadened, that heart that is open wide. When you have a heart that is open, you'll have hands that are open. Not only that, but 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9 says, there is a great and effectual door open unto me. You'll have doors open for you. Isn't that amazing? One open door you go through by faith leads to another, to another, to another. Isn't that amazing how that works? God wants to increase you more and more. Your faith, your capacity, your opportunity, your blessing so that you can bless Others were blessed to bless. Isn't that right? So you start living that way and thinking, wow, what does God have for me? What does God want to do through me? I read an article recently about how a man, the one actually that started Panera Bread and sold it a while back for uh, just more than a couple billion dollars, maybe seven, 7.9 it seems. And I thought about that. And he said, every year, what I do at the end of the year, before a new year begins, I write my own obituary. And I write the reality of not only where I am, but what I want to accomplish before I leave this world. And that I hope people will write about me in that day. 
and that becomes my goal for the new year. Isn't that amazing? What does God want you to do? Is He not trying to increase your faith? He doesn't want us to be simple in our thinking, small in our vision. He doesn't want us to be someone who's selfish that starts with, hey, what about me? Who's going to look out for me? He doesn't want us to be closed-handed. And by the way, when you've got a closed hand, what do you have? A fist. (laughs) That's where a lot of people are today. They're ready to fight. They're not ready to love. They're not ready to give. And all the opportunities that God will open up. You're going to be amazed at what God will do. One door leads to another door, which leads to another door. Isn't that the way God works? Oh, this is wonderful. Understand how God enlarges your heart. He enlarges your capacity. Number two, understand or notice this, abound more and more by asking God to enlarge your opportunity, your opportunity or your coast. Write down the word coast. Turn back to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. This may be familiar to you, but I want you to make sure that you know where this verse is, especially if you've not seen this. 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Now think about this prayer of Jabez. This is a man who was more honorable than his brethren. His mother called him Jabez, according to verse 9, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, because, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. The word sorrow there literally means he giveth pain. Perhaps in childbirth, perhaps in the circumstance in his youth, at that moment she named him Jabez. Think about it. Your name doesn't determine who you are or the meaning of your life. Your life determines the meaning of your name. Your circumstances do not determine who you are and what you've been through and what you face. You determine what you do with those circumstances and what they say about God and about you. Jabez, verse 10, called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed. And what? There it is. Enlarge my coast that thine hand might be with me and that thou wouldest keep me from evil that it would not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Isn't that amazing? Would you underline that? He prayed. He called on God. Underline that in the first part of verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel. So he prayed. And the last part of the verse says, And God granted him that which he requested. God heard his prayer and answered. God gave him The desire of his heart, God gave him, think about that. He had faith to believe that God not only could bless him and God could expand his opportunity, but that God had a heart that would grant his request. It's amazing here. God expanded his opportunity. God blessed him indeed. The word enlarge here means to increase, to multiply, to grow my coast, which is the border, the boundary, or the territory of that which you will entrust to me, God, to use for your glory. I think about what God has done here. All this land, all this property, God wants it leveraged for His glory. God wants it used in His service. God has blessed us and increased our coast. I marvel at it. 
all that God has done. I mean, 70 acres right here in town. Another 150 acres, 14 miles south here. 10 more acres up here on this mountaintop property. I'm telling you, God has enlarged our coast. Has he not? What an opportunity God has given to us. How does God want us to utilize all of that in the service of the advancement of the gospel? Doesn't that excite you? Doesn't that challenge you? Doesn't that say God has heard our prayer? God has increased us and God has expanded the boundaries of the opportunities right here at Shining Light. God has increased us literally for His glory and the good of others. What are we going to do with it? Oh, may the Lord help us to trust Him, to ask Him to enlarge our opportunity. Paul said to the Corinthians, Our heart is enlarged to widen, to broaden. You're not straightened or bound in heart in us. You're straightening your own bowels. Now think about it. He's saying here, be enlarged, 2 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13. He said, our heart is open towards you. Our heart, our heart abounds towards you. It, it is just so right with you. We, we want God's abundant, bountiful blessing upon you. That's what we're laboring among you for. But your heart is straightened. It's constricted. It's bound up. You're like, ah. He said, I'm praying that your heart would be opened, that God would touch your heart, and you would leave God out of your life, of the doors that are before you, and miss what God has for you. That's what we're praying for. As I preached last Sunday, I'm just trying to teach you how to live by faith so you can enjoy the great blessings of God, but there's some proving times in there. There's times that God's going to put you to the test and see if your heart is true. Will you follow Him fully? But if you'll pass the test, oh, how you will be blessed. That's what God wants you to see. Oh, may the Lord help us to understand how He does enlarge our heart through the light of truth, opening our minds, our eyes, our hearts, our hands, our doors and God helping us to see how He enlarges our coast, our opportunity. Boy, God's given it to us right here. Look at all these buildings we already have. Look at how God's let us bring them all to another level. There's a work to be done. There are people who need the Lord in this city. They want the truth, so many of them, but they don't know where it's at. They don't know where to find it. And I'm praying that God will help us to go to another level in this new year of advancing the gospel through our local church right here in this city. And all of God's people said, amen. That's the heart of our God. Paul said, we yearn upon you to be blessed. I do as a pastor, I yearn upon you to be blessed. That's, all, that's what I'm trying to do, to challenge you, to equip you, to encourage you, to create opportunities for you. I want the blessing of God upon you. I, I don't look at anyone in this ministry as expendable. I look at everyone as expandable. Everyone needs to be increased, taught how to grow. Go on for God. Don't go back in unbelief, but go on for God. The end of Hebrews 10, into chapter 11, the great hall of faith. 
by faith believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Oh, how God longs to bless His people. Remember when Joseph's brothers revealed or He revealed Himself to them? The Bible says right before that, His heart yearned upon them. How God yearns upon us to believe Him, to trust Him. He said, I want you to increase more and more. And I'm not just talking about giving you more material things. Those things, if they're used for His glory and the good of others, fine. But it's all about an increased capacity of faith and confidence and rest and peace and victory in the Lord in your heart. Abound more and more. Number three, by trusting God to enlarge your steps. Write down the word course. God wants to increase us in every way. Our capacity, our coast, our course. The Bible says in Psalm 18 and verse 36, Thou hast enlarged my steps unto me that my feet did not slip, slip to waver, to shake. No, thou hast enlarged to broaden, to steady. You gave me my bearings, my steps under me. Think about that. And now I walk surely. I'm not wavering. I'm not weary. And by the way, when you're younger, you just hop, skip, and jump, and climb everything, right? My brother-in-law told me over Thanksgiving, he said, remember when we were up in the chimneys there in Gatlinburg? How many of you have ever been there? He said, remember when we used to hop, skip, and jump over all those rocks? I said, oh, yeah. We didn't think a thing about it. He said, I was up there recently. And I didn't do much hopping. And I didn't do much skipping. He said, I definitely didn't do any jumping. He said, and I stood there and thought, can you believe we used to take off through all these big rocks? And he said, now it's like, I'm just so careful. I never understood this when I was younger. I understand now, as you get older, why you've got to make sure. And then some people, you would hear some people fail, let's say. They fell in the house, and I'm thinking, well, what did they trip over? Right? Do you realize sometimes people literally just fall? Their steps are not steady anymore. Now, physically, that's where we're all headed. Spiritually, some of us may be there right now, and God says, I want you to get some steadiness again in your steps spiritually. I want you to step with certainty, with courage and conviction again. This is the way of the Lord, and I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to go the path of God and do all that He has for my life. I'm going to gather myself. I'm going to get my bearings. I'm going to get my footing. I'm going to trust God to establish my goings, to make my path straight, to enable me to climb even mountains of faith and opportunity. As the Bible says, He will give us hinds feet. I mean, where others could never tread, we're able to thrive and go on and rise above. Isn't that wonderful? Now, I'm showing you from the Bible, this is God's heart for you. See, God's got a big heart. And He wants you to have a big heart. He wants you to have a a big opportunity. And He wants you to recognize it and do something with it for His glory and for the good of others. 
Let's do something with this. Let's steward it well. Let's invest our time, our talent, our treasure in what God has given us. Through faithful surrender of our hearts to the Lord, we know that He is faithful to enlarge our hearts and our capacity, our coasts, and our course that we may abound more and more. Now that's what God wants. And I want you to take that to heart today. That is God's heart toward you and me. That's God's heart toward this church. If we're not careful, we think, oh, it's, it's late. The hour of his return is before us. Ooh, we're about out of breath. I don't know if we're going to make it, but hopefully we can hold on till it happens. Friend, God wants us to go from merely surviving to thriving again. He didn't say, now, I want you to abound more and more until it gets really close to the return of the Lord. Then you're just going to kind of lose your bearings, lose heart, and hope to endure and hold out until it comes. No, he didn't say that. He said, occupy till I come. Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. Isn't that right? That's the heart of God, the plan of God. And I share this testimony in close. My dear friend, Dr. Clarence Sexton, has been a mentor to me, a father really in so many ways. We're praying earnestly for Dr. Sexton and Mrs. Sexton and their family. He's in a hospital in Cincinnati, I understand. They asked people to pray and fast this past Thursday. I prayed and fasted and sought the Lord on his behalf. I poured out my heart to God. I know many others did. That God would raise him up. He's just not able right now to do much at all. And I'm praying for him. But I'm telling you, he's believed God for some amazing things. And when I preached for the first time at the Crown Bible Conference in 2004, they just built that new auditorium in 2000 and moved in it. And I remember saying from the pulpit to that great host that was gathered, so this is what he carried in his heart all those years. He saw it by faith and now we see it by sight. And we rejoice in the goodness of God. I remember asking him to pray for us when we were praying about taking on the children's home by faith. And he encouraged me to believe God and follow the Lord if it was God's will. God settled in all of our hearts to step out by faith, to believe God, that God would make a way. I'll never forget we got a check in the mail during that season from a church. And I had never met the pastor, but he heard about it, saw the video online, took it before the church, showed the video on a Sunday night, and took up an offering. They had some money also set aside toward a new travel bus for their church. And they not only took up an offering, they said, well, what we've got already given toward that, let's put that with the offering, send us a check for $10,000. When that check came in the mail, I, I, I thought the heavens just opened up. I thought I was going to be transported into uh, everlasting glory, you know. I thought, man, this is amazing. I'll never forget, I took a picture of the check, 
texted to Dr. Sexton. I said, look at what the Lord has done. And here's what he said to me. And I remember this because it's so tender to my heart. He said, you would have never seen God provide that kind of offering had you not stepped out by faith. You prayed, God put it in your heart. You believed God for it. You demonstrated your faith by stepping out in obedience. And God met you at your point of faith. And look what God has done. We say, well, God, you bless me, and then I'll see if I can do something with that. God says, no, you believe me. You obey me, and I will bless you. I do want to increase you. He was opening up the promised land before his people there in the book of Joshua, and he said, but you've got to get across the Jordan River, right? He said, now I'm going to part that water so you can walk across on dry land like I did there at the Red Sea, and you can lay hold of this promise that I've given you. But you've got to step into the water that is overflowing as the snow have, has melted on the snow-capped mountains and run down. Now it's kind of overflowing. It's a little bit treacherous, a bit faster than normal. You're going to have to believe me and by faith step into the edge of that water. And when, I, when you do that, I will do what I said. And you know what? They had faith to believe God. They stepped out into that water and God parted it. Do you believe God can still part waters? Do you believe He's still a God of miracles? I believe He is. I believe He still wants to show Himself strong to shining light. I was coming off that mountain the other day and I was praying about all the things that are before us, and it's like the Spirit of God witness with my spirit. Go for it. Look what I've done for you. Don't you doubt me and don't you hesitate. You keep going. You believe me. Don't at this stage of your life and ministry just say, well, God did all these other things, but I don't know. This stuff's pretty big. I'll tell you what. Has it ever dawned on you that nothing really is big to God? Amen. And what is big to us is truly small and simple to Him. And if there's nothing our God cannot do, if all things are possible unto Him, why wouldn't we step up, step into the water of faith and obedience and demonstrate our faith before God and see what God will do? I look forward to seeing that, don't you? Miracles, miracles, miracles. I've said it time and again, but that's what my father-in-law told me. He said, Tim, if you'll be faithful to God, miracles, miracles, miracles is what you're going to see. And we've seen a bunch of them. We've seen a bunch of them. But I want to see more because that's the heart of our God who has largeness of heart himself. He says, I just want you to be bigger in your thinking, bigger in your understanding, your vision, bigger in your heart, bigger in your capacity to not only carry your grief and let me bring good even from it, but also to minister to others, to bless others. I hope this is a help to you. Boy, it sure is a help to me. And I hope God will speak to us and say, Lord, give me the understanding, the mind that I need to see this. And I want to tell you, it's as simple as this. Read it with me. The entrance of thy words giveth what? Light. Light, Light is what opens your mind. 
your eyes, your heart, your hands, your opportunity. You walk in the light. We all do. I'll tell you, God will give us more light and more capacity that we may abound more and more. And all of God's people said, Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.